0: Texas trios Man, they've been rockin' from
1: everybody welcome uh today we have an awesome guitarist buddy whittington joining us uh buddy used to play with john mail in the blues breakers and you know we love john mail around here uh but he's got an album out now it's called texas scratch and he's got put it together with some of his good friends uh awesome musicians like bim suller who uh played with george Thorogood and the destroyers still uh, does his converse still does exactly yeah. but john yeah. May did retire right um, well, John turned
0: ninety years old the other day. He slowed down considerably. I, he says he might do some local gigs where he doesn't have to travel, but I
1: think I think he might not
0: be completely out of the game yet. I
1: can't. I can never imagine him really being retired. When I heard something about that, I was like, yeah, right. You know, I yeah. remember seeing him perform in San Diego at the Belly Up years. Right. I, I played mean, there with him many times. Yeah, I love that venue. Right, it's that's that's a good venue. It's a great place. I love, I love that of San
0: Diego down there. It's very nice. Relaxing.
1: Yeah. That's where we started out of our magazine year. I mean, we're, we're ancient now. Um, but you know, I, I had a broken arm. I remember having a broken arm and, Like you know, then by the end of it, I'm like, "Who cares if people bump into it? I don't care. Do whatever you want with my arm." (laughs) That music is driving me. But tell everybody about this album coming together. It's out now, so everyone through uh, Quarto Valley Records, which we love, uh, it's out now. But this seems like you've got you know such amazing musicians on this, but it was put together like a while ago, right? It
0: was, I believe, it was 2000. I was thinking it was 2011, but Jim corrected me. The Suler corrected me the other day and said it was 2009. And I thought, wow, how old were we? Were we still, you know, had our voices changed yet? And and anyway, it, uh, we just, Jim called me up and said, let's go. Well, actually there's another label that was New York based that we had recorded this for initially and uh, some good friends of ours. And they had worked a little bit with Vince and, we, I, I knew these guys from meeting them, playing with John Mayall and going through New York City. And uh, the next thing I know, they're getting the idea for the three of us to get together and, and you know, write, write a few songs and maybe just get together and write something in the studio, maybe just to see what we could come up with. And we did it in a real quick, uh, you know, short period of time, maybe four, maybe five days. We got the tracks down and then they mixed it wow. for a while. And then we started getting all these messages like, well, there's been a hold up and you know, it'll, it'll be out in September. Well, it'll be out in February and it just kept going for 15, 14, 15 years. You know, that's a, finally (laughs) this company sold it to Quarto Valley, who put it out eventually, you know, immediately when they put it out, I believe it came out in September of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had uh, we've had me and Jim have played a couple of gigs. We haven't done anything with Vince yet because he lives in Denver now. And the next time we get to where we we're all at at a you know at liberty to go out and play some gigs, we're going to get all three of us and get a good rhythm section and go out and play some.
1: Yeah, no, because let's talk about that uh, because the the drummers on this too. You've got uh, Jeff Simon and then yep, Daniel Peterson. Uh, Jeff also with uh, George Thorogood and yep, the Destroyers.
0: Jeff. He's been in there longer than any of them. I mean, he's been with George since the seventies, and and sad to say, uh, Nathaniel passed away yeah. right, about the time this came out. Maybe a little later. Yeah. I, I don't even know if he ever knew about it, but he was a, he was a lot of fun to work with. He used to work with Savoy Brown,
1: right? And, and yeah, we've had them on the show. You yeah, know, it's, and, just uh, after Kim passed too. Right?
0: Just, oh, that just so. that was devastating. He was such a good friend, and I, I would try to see him every time he came through here.
1: Oh man! And so, what I love about this album, though, is that you've got a little bit of everything of Texas in here, and you do cross over into Louisiana. You got a, you know, a little cockfight going on there.
0: <laughs> well, that's. Uh, are you familiar with <laughs> John Nitzinger? He was a, a a local guy around here that had, you know, a, a big hit with that song in 1972. He, he had an, an album. It was like a matte black finish that had these big silver letters that said "Dit singer across the front of it. And it was a really great album. He was a, a local guy from Fort Worth and, uh, he was on Capitol records. That's what used to just astound me. I was going, there, there were several bands at the time that were showing up on Capitol records. I'm going, how are these guys on the Beatles label? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, anyway, Johnny was, he was very successful with that song and and some others too, you know, and, mm-hmm he moved on to some other albums, but uh, he's still with us. He's not out playing it much anymore, but he's still, we still hear from him once in a while. Great song too.
1: You know, that's the thing about this album is you've got a little bit of Texas, like a little bit of everything of Texas, but you've still got the blues, but that drive, there's something about Texas music that it's, you've got the shuffle, but you've got the, it's like Bo Diddley sh- went on a shuffle. And I, <laughs> I don't want to explain it, but there's like, this drive that tech, and maybe it's because we have to drive so far across the state. I don't that know could be. what is it. I mean, but the the roots music of Texas is pretty interesting to me. You know, uh, putting it all together, and I think this album—if you love the blues, if you love that kind of Americana blues, not quite countryish—you know what I mean? It's right. It's like salt of the earth music. I
0: think a lot of that is uh, when I was growing up. It was uh, Freddie King lived. 30 miles from me, you no. know, and,
1: no, and he, it baby. was easy
0: to go see Freddie at the Mother Blues uh-huh. in Dallas or at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas or at the Mother Lode in Fort Worth. And him and guys like Bugs Henderson and, and, and Nitzinger and guys like that, they they were all playing the blues, but they rocked it a little bit. Nitzinger and his band, they had uh, – they were on an album uh, uh, that they went to Puerto Rico and did called Mari Saul. And he's he does a real rocked out blues. You can find him on YouTube. Just look up Nitzinger Mar Esau, M A R Y S O L. And they do, uh, they do a real rocked out blues on there. But that's where a lot of that comes from is because, because Freddie, I mean, he, he was born here and stayed in, stayed in Dallas and he moved to Chicago and he, he pretty much hit his stride in Chicago. Then he moved back home and, and was just playing local gigs around here and, and, and had, had a band where, they would, you know, they uh, they would be out in the bus and still touring the, the country and going to Europe and stuff. But you could still see him locally, and they were they were rocking. I mean, he he really. If you went to see him, man, they had everything, all knobs on ten, and and uh, really rocking, really great stuff.
1: Now, was everybody from Texas with this album? Like all of you?
0: Well, the the three guitar players are, and uh, like I say, Nathaniel. I I'm not sure I believe he was from new york or new jersey and uh jeff is from delaware where they all started he's from there i don't think i I think he might live in pennsylvania now but uh Mm. but they all like i say they all started up there with the delaware destroyers you
1: know oh yeah that's it that's right now but for texas the texas scratch isn't that term an actual style like doesn't that go back to some Texas roots music you know
0: i really would like to say that i knew how that that bit of information got in, involved in this whole thing but sadly to say we don't have any idea it's uh somebody put in that it was a style of guitar that uh, mother maybelle carter used to play in tennessee you know yeah. and it's just not that way the what what started i have a song on the album called i got the itch but i ain't got the scratch <laughs> and, uh, and the guy that uh, the guy that the original label that had it, he it was his idea to call it Texas Scratch, and I said, why do you want to call it that? He said, well, it didn't scratch money, and I'm going, <laughs> well, it, I guess it depends on what you're talking about, and, that, and it, you know that, that's. That's where it all came from. But no, there's no guitar styles. See, I always before.
1: thought of it as chickens. And then when you hear some guitar playing, you've got like the chicken sounds. Well, there, you
0: there, know? there is a, the Nitzinger thing. It's got the Yeah, chicken.
1: there's a chicken. Yeah. got the chicken sound. Uh, yeah. Thanks, because, thanks
0: for noticing that. He would like that you noticed that.
1: Yeah, because that to me is that as soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah, now it's all coming together. <laughs> to me, and then you're on the internet, everyone's talking about what Texas scratches. And I'm like, does anybody really know? But to me, well, it, is, it, it just started
0: that. out, you know, with with uh, the the, la- the label owner saying, "Well, it, doesn't that mean that there's money in Texas?" Or if you got the itch but you ain't got the scratch, doesn't the scratch mean money? And I was uh-huh. going, well, "Could we go another way with that?" But everything I, was- I
1: like the chicken side because then it kind of goes back to Little Red Rooster and
0: yeah, all yeah. of that
1: kind of thing. You know, it's kind of got the call back and forth, and you know, yeah. good music has that. But uh, I mean, with this being. So you guys put it together over 14 years ago, then coming back out with it. Now it's like, going to be interesting to go back and listen to it and kind of reconnect with it. Or have you been playing these songs over the years?
0: We have played, we haven't played them all. And like I say, I I don't play with, with Vince really at all because he doesn't live nearby, but uh, uh, we, we play some of the songs. And and like I say, we play the Nitzinger song and, and Jim plays his his songs, and I play my songs on it. But, uh yeah, I think all of them are, are getting played a little bit on our individual gigs. And then hopefully, like I say, we'll get out and play all of them together. I
1: hope so. I I love this album because it's got a little bit of everything on it. And it just, to me, is like when you're driving and you drive across Texas, you better have some good music. I talk about this with everyone all the time. But Texas is one of the states that actually has good music on the radio, which is, it's a, you know, there's certain pockets when you're driving through, you can find some local stations. And I think there's like a Texas music station, which you always hear like Ryan Bingham and Lucas Nelson. And the, you yeah, know, there's, there's a lot of you the, 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 the red
0: and a lot of the young red dirt guys that are coming out, you mm-hmm. know, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of the stuff that we grew up playing. You don't hear quite as much, except for the, there's a great, uh, non-rev station, I think is what they call it, in, in Dallas, K-N-O-N, my good friend Blue Maybe Lisa. That's what is. Blue Lisa plays uh, plays my records and Jim's records all the time on that. It, we, we're so thankful because we know we're getting at least a little bit of airplay every week. Yeah. You know? And they, and you're right, the, the the radio is not what it used to be, but it sure is good to hear some, some stuff on the radio like that.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's certain pockets of and I think it's going to be the same station we're talking about, you're talking about, um, And some parts of Louisiana is good. And Mississippi, I'm like, and, you know, the South does radio in certain pockets really well. And when you hit those zones, you get all like, hallelujah, we got, we got something different and like the (laughs) side or other people you don't always hear, you know, because they play the same set list across the country. I swear to God, it's ridiculous. It's, you know, I'm sure all our listeners are tired of me complaining about it, but honestly. Yeah, my Stop my son. It. I have,
0: my son's thirty three years old, and he says I can't listen to classic rock stations because they play the same fifteen yeah. songs all day long, over and over.
1: It's true. It's true. And you know, and it's like there's so much good music out there. I mean, this album, Texas Scratch, to me is is one of those gems that you're just going to keep playing. If you're, well, just I hope so. I hope. So, I hope people
0: get you know. In Latin I want it on too.
1: vinyl. We. I want it on vinyl though. Like you know, you know so that not, I can I'm do not that, not that sure in my car.
0: I'm not sure if they're doing it on vinyl or not, but
1: uh, that is a good CD, idea. I know it's out on CD. Um, uh, let me read the press release, CD and streaming. But I would like to see it um, in all digital formats. So everyone, you can get in all those formats. But I personally just think it's one of those you want to put on a record player, you know. and I, I, and, and you want to play it really loud. Yeah. Like I want to go in a barn and have a big party with this album. that's
0: so awesome to hear you say that because i mean here we are i mean we're, we're all well past our sell by date and being in a band of uh, being in a band and, and we go i'm gonna go play for the people i went to high school with tonight you know what i mean it's like ah
1: oh,
0: nice and there, we do it every now and then and everybody gets together and they want to hear all these old tunes we play and everything but it's like can you not play it so loud you know
1: no so I, I want it to- loud
0: I do, too. I need to play so I, loud so I can hear it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? I think that that's part of my problem, too. It's like, it's just like, you know, and then I realize that every cop cars, you know, I'm in trouble every time I'm on the road. I yep. need to turn it down because they're going to get me. I Makes mean, your foot a
0: little bit heavier.
1: I know. Well, that's the problem about your kind of music is you will get me speeding ticket. I always, mm-hmm. That's how I rate music. Is it speeding ticket worthy? And you're definitely worthy of the speeding ticket because especially going across Texas, just saying, but, but yeah, I mean, this is music that people, whatever age I think can just get into it and appreciate and, and actually move on the dance floor, like get up there and, you know, throw a beer bottle once in a while. I feel like we need to go back to that.
0: Well, that's Absolutely. great! Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, just get down and dirty, you know. But I hope you guys really do tour with this, you know.
0: We plan to, as soon as everything kind of works its way. Well, you know, we the trouble we're having recently. I, I mean, I live in Fort Fort Worth here in the Fort Worth area, and we've had three clubs go out of business this week. Oh you know, no! And th- three three venues, I should say. And it's, it's It's getting that way pretty much everywhere. So we're just going to have to. Have to try to, to book some things that uh, that may not be you know like a nightclub kind of thing. Book some shows that are like maybe somebody puts oh, on a home show or something. You know.
1: Oh, those are fun. Those are yeah. those are when you get some crazy party stuff going on. That's fun. But what yep. about the hill country? I mean, all the wine country out there, and Austin's got to be pretty. You
0: know, there, there's a lot. Of, I, I don't really play out that way much. You know, Pootie Locke, who was who was Willie Nelson's road manager for years, mm-hmm. he had a club out there that's still open, and they they have a you know blues rock. while Alan Haynes plays out there, and some, mm. you know, some some good acts play out that way. But uh, I've never. I, I'm sort of out of that area, and they. It's like they don't. You can throw a rock and. Anywhere around Austin and knock a guitar player or two out of a tree. You know what I mean? Kind of
1: like Nashville. Yeah. That yeah. Way.
0: So, you know, we, I'm just trying to stay warm and happy in my little nest down here, you know, well,
1: that, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, though, like I don't want to complain about your traffic, but it really sucks. It really it. Does. It I, does. I've it, been it, here all my
0: life and I will completely com- agree with you.
1: I'm just like every time I'm like, Oh God, do I really have to go through it? And then you do put the music on, but do you think that things are getting too, um, Maybe too commercial in a way, in in some ways, for music to be the way it should be. Like, it's almost too, I don't know. It feels like sometimes establishments get over-commercialized and too glitzy without just opening up a good bar with a good good stage. foot stomping kind of place. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, people are
1: expecting
0: a little more out of it, maybe. I know. I understand that.
1: Yeah, we want we want crazies. But I think it'd be really cool to take this, uh, you know, go to Europe. I know. I know. Like everybody would dig this album in Europe. It's huge. Like the sound is so good and all the different songs. I mean, but how did you do that in four days? Did you guys all just have what you wanted? Well, we
0: like I say, we had a few of the songs already written ahead of time. We hadn't recorded anything. Mm -hmm. But when we got there, and we just got the basic tracks put down, and then, and then, like after we split up, Jim came home to Dallas and had some Hammond V three parts put on, and maybe a vocal, yes. you know, vocal mm-hmm. harmony part or something like that. But uh, it it just didn't. I mean, it it wasn't like we were doing rumors or something like that. It was, you know, it, it just didn't take us that long, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and that that's a lot of drugs too to do rumors. <laughs> <laughs> but now, have you and Jim been pretty close and play together a lot?
0: Yeah, pretty well. I mean, like I say, he he plays around quite a lot, and and I, I try to get out to see him as much as I can. We work different places a lot of the time, so it's difficult to always get out. But we keep in touch pretty close.
1: Yeah, that's that's cool because both of you. I mean, it's the whole album. Everybody in there is just like spot on. And I think sometimes when things just come together quickly and it's not sat on too long. When you sit on things too long, it over gets over polished. And you guys have it like just exactly where it needed to stop being you know produced and rec- you know all of that you know because things get over produced sometimes and i think it's just exactly where it should be what do you I think hear what
0: you're saying we, i mean we tried to we tried to get it out as quick as possible and it had the big stop on it for so long you know god that's crazy, and, uh, that's crazy. So, so now we're you know we're all 15 years older and uh, putting it out now okay. so.
1: hey so Tell us a little bit of the start of you getting out there and, you know, playing, tell everybody a little bit of your journey and then going on playing with John Mayle.
0: Well, I've been around, I've been around the Fort Fort Worth area all my life, really. And uh, I met John when one time we had a band, a local band called the Sidemen and we, and we did a lot of uh, opening shows for people at like at the Dallas, the old Dallas alley complex in the West end of Dallas. And we were the opening act on a John Mayall and a Bluesbreaker show. And I met John that night and we got to talking a little bit. He said, could, could I have your, actually he did it through our, my drummer for you that was pl- played in the band with me. He said, he said, he called the drummer cause I gave him a, it's back when we had cassettes if you oh, oh, yeah. remember back then. Oh yeah. I, love I, I gave him, I gave him a cassette and uh, he called the number on the cassette, which was our drummer. He said, this is John Mayall. I'm trying to reach Buddy Whittington. And then I was in line at Taco Casa, and and, and Mike Kennedy calls me up on the phone. He goes, hey, are you sitting down? I said, yeah, I'm at Taco Casa. He goes, go home and call John Mayall. And, oh, okay.
1: uh, and I said, I'll be
0: right there, you know. And, and I had to, had to get it together and make sure it was okay. We had a three-year-old and a newborn, you know. And I said, I'm oh, about wow. to. Embark on something that I just want to make sure we can do, you know. And uh, she was happy to see me get the chance to do it, and did it for fifteen years with him. And uh, it was, it was all in all, it was, it was a great experience because we we played. I mean, we went around the world several times, you know, wow. mostly yeah. around the world. We went a lot of places and played to a lot of people. So and there's
1: an integrity with his music. I think that's.
0: I think so. I mm-hmm. think so. And yeah.
1: uh, it's like you know, I mean, when when you brought up rumors like Fleetwood Mac when I think about I always tell people like no the real Fleetwood Mac Peter Green <laughs> Let's go Peter Green he's one of my uh, favorite like he's on my like top 10 of all time
0: Right and I, I and it? I, got, I we, we got to tour together with the no Peter Green the, the Peter Green splinter group that he had there Oh no
1: way really Yeah
0: and, and the guys two two of the guys that were in the splinter group wound up being in my band when i would go to europe uh, to england to play after uh the blues after i was out of the blues breakers and i still probably will play with them some hopefully we get to get that going again you know
1: oh my gosh wow and uh, it was great
0: to you know it was great just to be around all that history you know
1: yeah because there was like a soul to it yeah and just that that slide, that field that just, you know, I, people talk, I mean, like, I'm not knocking anybody in Fleetwood Mac whatsoever. They're, right. making, I, I mean, they're fantastic, but just when you go back to those old recordings and just, the, you know, John McVie and just, you know, being, I don't know, just, there's a, there's a, it's a whole different band as far as I'm concerned. And I just love that old, you know, style, but John Mail at that point, like he, he would like set up things. I almost feel like in a way like Jeff Beck, helped musicians get their footing and, and some, you know, showmanship out there and like help, you know, move people up. Like Roy Gallagher did the same kind of thing, yeah. helped people. Do you think John was doing that too?
0: Well, yeah, I think he, you know, he BB King would always bring up the fact well we would go to England with and open for his tours over there. And he always would make sure he told the people that he goes, that John Mayall. Help make the English people aware of BB's music. You know what I mean? Oh
1: wow, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he was
0: happy, and, and 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 was happy to have him as a friend and and somebody to you know to go over there and work with. I thought that was pretty. To have BB's stamp of approval on it was pretty pretty big deal to me.
1: That's I was cool, just happy. I was just happy
0: to be there and play the gig every
1: night. Yeah, man. Well, I hope you guys get out there on the road with this because am I'm, I'm, sure, I'm needs- sure we will
0: at some point.
1: Everybody needs a little Texas scratch. <laughs>
0: that sounds like a slogan to me.
1: I know, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I love the album and I can't wait to, um to be on the road and driving through whatever storm we're gonna go through. I'm I'm gonna like you got good music, you've got the focus, you got the zen, and you you know, just ride right on. And well, so you keep know. in
0: touch and let me know where you're gonna be and, we, and if we get something we'll I'll let you know.
1: Absolutely. Please do. I, You know, we're always around the country. So, you know, we'll watch out too. But um, is there a main website for folks to to go and connect? I don't think
0: there's a website yet. I believe there's a Facebook page.
1: Okay, everyone, that's where we can go. But I don't think the
0: website has been done yet. I'm sure it will be before long.
1: Okay, and everyone, Quarter Valley Records, go to their website, too. Uh, They always post things, too. They're a great, great company. So they know good music, that's for sure. (laughs) I hope so. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, thank you so much, buddy. It has been a real pleasure having you on the show, and we definitely want to see you out live, for sure.
0: Thank you, Lisa. I sure appreciate you talking with me.